I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News update for Friday, September 30th. The outlook for the already delayed transition to entirely new orange and red line fleets continues to grow worse after previously delaying the project's targeted end date by at least a year. The Chinese company now expects it will need several more months to finish manufacturing subway cars for the MBTA red and orange lines as a result of pandemic-related supply and labor issues. Massachusetts transportation officials emphasized when they announced the latest hiccup yesterday that they have not endorsed CRRC's revised schedule and will explore several options, including triggering a contract clause that would require the company to pay hefty damages for late completion to mitigate another slowdown. The pair of contracts between the MBTA and CRRC together worth more than $880 million, seek to replace the entire red and orange line subway fleets with brand new vehicles, a transformative project that officials have long pledged will increase the system's capacity and allow them to run trains more frequently. The company was originally expected to deliver all 152 orange line cars by January of next year and all 252 red line cars by September of 2023. Two years ago, the T announced the target completion dates were delayed until April of 2023 for the Orange Line and September 2024 for the Red Line. Now, the company projects it will deliver the last batch of Orange Line cars to the T in the summer of 23 and the final Red Line cars in the summer of 2025. It would represent 17 months past the contract's due date for the Orange Line, 21 months late for the Red Line. Two Quincy City Councilors think that city employees should live in Quincy. Ward 2 Councilor Anthony Andronico and Ward 3 Councilor Ian Kane will introduce a resolution at Monday night's meeting asking the Koch administration to explore the possibility of having a residency requirement for new employees. The resolution notes that city workers should reflect the makeup of the community and that more than 40 percent of Quincy residents belong to a minority group. The resolution does note that there may be some exceptions when a job requires specialized skills. The City Council also recently passed a resolution calling on the administration to conduct a salary review of all city employees in an effort to retain current workers and attract new employees. The City Council will meet Monday at 6.30 at City Hall and the meeting will be carried live on QATV Channel 9. City of Quincy has a new environmental scientist. Heather Liss has been hired to replace Julie Sullivan, who left recently to take a job with the MWRA after three years in Quincy. Liss is a Braintree native and has been working in the conservation offices in Hingham and Holbrook. She's also a member of the Braintree Conservation Commission. Liss holds degrees from Smith College and a master's in environmental biology from UMass Boston. She is a certified ecologist and holds a certificate from the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. Liss will continue to work on projects including the restoration of Sailor's Pond, the continued preservation of Butler's Pond, a Rock Island Cove marsh study, and Phragmite control citywide. Mayor Thomas Koch created the environmental scientist position in 2018 
With the creation of the Department of Natural Resources, Liss will report to Department Commissioner Dave Murphy. With the Great Resignation having a big impact on the economy, major corporations are struggling to find workers. Now some companies are turning to college undergrads for recruitment. Arbella Insurance is teaming up with UMass Amherst to streamline the recruitment process. Jim Hyatt is the executive vice president and chief underwriting officer at Arbella. He says the company's workforce is getting older and needs help from the younger generation to fill the gaps. He admits retirements are also a factor and the nature of job positions are evolving. Arbella is now working with the Eisenberg School of Management at UMass, offering an insurance project challenge to freshmen and sophomore students. 1,000 undergrads were broken up into 196 teams and competed in an NCAA-type tournament bracket until they got down to four teams. The dean of the Eisenberg School, Ann Massey, came up with the concept. She hopes this type of hands-on integration into the real world will benefit the appeal of insurance. To give you an idea how difficult it is to recruit insurance candidates, the Eisenberg School typically has 4,100 undergrads. However, Massey says only about 10 of those go into the insurance industry. Police are investigating a fatal head-on crash between a car and a truck on Broad Cove Road in Hingham Wednesday afternoon. This happened just after 4 p.m. Officers found the driver of the car trapped inside. The truck driver standing outside the truck. Firefighters freed the driver of the vehicle, took him to South Shore Hospital, where he was pronounced dead. Officials say the truck driver, who was seatbelted, only had minor injuries. There were no other passengers in either vehicle. Preliminary investigation indicates the car was driving east on Broad Cove Road and crossed over the center line into the oncoming lane and struck the truck head-on. Broad Cove Road was shut down for about four hours while that accident was under investigation. The victim's name has not been released pending family notification. Two years ago, a storm dumped four to six inches of rain in Norwood all at once, triggering a flash flood that damaged Norwood Hospital to the point where it had to close. Question is, how would other area hospitals fare if an actual hurricane hit the region? A new study suggests it would be a devastating blow. Boston is also a city built around health care, with several of the largest institutions located in areas that could potentially flood during a storm surge. In fact, the study estimates six Boston-area hospitals would especially be at risk for flooding during a Category 2 hurricane. That would potentially take out a quarter of the region's beds. Boston's health care system was ranked third most vulnerable just behind Miami and New York. The study took into account inability to access health care due to flooded roads from a storm surge, as well as the possibility a hospital might have to essentially close down and move patients elsewhere, something which could happen in facilities that lose water and power. And the study notes that with warming ocean temperatures and rising sea levels, potential hurricane impacts are likely to get worse in the Boston area later in the century. 
Well, New Englanders have just one more chance to experience the magic of lights at Gillette Stadium. It was announced this week the Holiday Lights drive through which debuted in Foxborough in 2020, will return for the last time ever, from November 18th until December 31st. This year's experience will include a 32-foot-tall animated Barbie in addition to a tunnel of lights, Toyland display, and life-size dinosaur figures, Tickets went on sale yesterday with a $15 per car offer, available for a limited time online. A check of business news, and stocks are down. The Dow lost 458 points. The Nasdaq dropped 314. The S&P fell 78. Asian stocks also sank again. The currencies are both higher, and oil at $81 a barrel. Sports, Red Sox beat Baltimore 5-3. to and they are in Toronto tonight at 7.07. Of course, Patriots at Green Bay Sunday at 4.25. The National Weather Service forecast. For today, partly cloudy with a high 64. Cloudy and cold tonight, low 43. Rain tomorrow, a high of 61. Showers on Sunday, high 59. Cloudy 60 for Monday. For the boater, waves about a foot and light northeast wind. High tide right after 3 p.m. Sunrise, 639, set 627. I'm Joe Catalano with an AM Quincy News Update for Friday, September 30th.